Hi, my name's John Kasher and welcome to Cash Talk, where there'll be no boundaries and a lot of straight talk. All things money, business, and just everyday stuff. Hey guys, before we get started, just a quick reminder that all the information in this podcast is of a general nature and not tailored to your personal circumstances. So please seek personal financial advice before acting on this information. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Cash Talk. And today I'm, I'm, I'm uh, being joined by Ian Boda, a ESG specialist at Vanguard Australia. Now Ian is responsible for developing and implementing Vanguard's active strategy and connecting portfolio construction solutions with financial advisors across Australia. In addition to managing growth and building relationships with Vanguard's active clients, obviously having a strong tilt towards ESG. Okay, Vanguard is one of the largest asset, asset managing companies in the world, managing over $7 trillion in assets. That's mind blowing every time I say that. They are renowned for their simple but effective low cost index approach with, uh, which was founded by the late world famous John C. Bogle. And in the investing world, if you haven't heard of Vanguard, um, I do not know what rock you're hiding under. But Ian, thank you very much for joining me today. Thanks for having me, John. Much appreciated. That's it, mate. That's it. So, mate, before we get started into ESGs and investing and all of that stuff, just maybe just tell me a little bit about, you know, yourself. How did you get into the world of this kind of investing world? And, you know, why do you still love what you do? No, no, definitely. I, mate, John, I started, which makes me feel old when we talk about millennials and everything else. I started in 2005 uh, working for, you know, a wealth management company that was part of a bank up here in Brisbane. So I'm based in sunny Queensland. Um, and during that time, like I've, I've sort of sat on three sides of the fence. I've, I've sat as a you know, administrator, like doing, you know, um, superannuation applications. I've done relationship management where I look after, well, I used to look after advisors and the like yourself. And also got to sit on the fence as a financial advisor and, you know, and do that for a few years with the bank too. And then what really probably got me was um, trying to work for the right firm that I knew could, you know, meant that if you invested in their products, that the client was going to be better off in the future. And, mm-hmm. and that's where I found myself at Vanguard just over 10 years ago now. Um, and since then I've, you know, helped advisors, um, you know, clients, met lots of end clients help, help them essentially just build wealth and, and, um, you know, reach their, well, along with their advisor, reach their financial retirement goals. Yeah. Awesome, man. Awesome. And to obviously be, you know, what is that 10 years with Vanguard, you know, obviously it's a, it's a really good, you know, and a good, good tenure these days to be with Vanguard and, you know, from, from an advisor's perspective, they've been doing great things for, for a long, long time. So, um, you know, it'd be good to hear, you know, a little bit more about what you guys are doing and, and, and particularly why I got you on today. So, there's been a lot of talk about like the ESG investing and, and, you know, some people saying it's, it is going to be the way of the future, not, you know, maybe the way of the future, but what we wanted to, what I want to kind of, you know, tap into today is first and foremost, actually, what is ESG? Like for the people that, you know, it might be mean different things to different people. And, and yeah, if you can just unpack that for us. No, definitely. I think um, it, it, we definitely should start there because I mean, people, ESG, stands for just so everyone knows environmental social and governance mm-hmm. you know people might think it's ethical or sustainable these are all other umbrella terms that you sort of hear but but really ESG investing refers to 
you know, the inclusion of environmental, uh, social and governance factors into one or more parts of the investment process or the product design. So if we think about like what environmental, you know, when I say that, like that's you know, companies um, or industries that manage their impact on the environment. So it could be thinking things about climate change, could be thinking things about deforestation, pollution, waste management, just you know, anything to do with the environment. Social would be, you know, how does a company or industry manage its impact on society? So thinking things like, um, how do they treat employees? They, you know, what about supply chains? Uh, community engagement, um, health and safety, th those type of things. Mm -hmm. And then governance, which is probably, you know, might sound like the most boring, but it's probably one of the more important ones is, you know, does the company have good business practices? So thinking about diversity, right, on a company's leadership team or board, um, mm -hmm. executive pay, you know, and, and are they paying the right amount of tax, not trying mm -hmm. to sort of cheat the system and things like that. So mm -hmm. that's, you know, I guess probably the easiest way to broadly talk about what is ESG. And obviously, you know, from you saying that, you can, you, from, a, from a company's perspective, I can see why a lot of big name companies, especially, are trying to fit within this mould as well too. Not just trying to kind of be nice citizens, yeah, social citizens, but you can also see from an investment perspective, you know, a lot of those things that you were saying in there, a lot of companies have started to tilt with that. And we talk about, for example, you know, making sure there's a, you know, gender diverse board, for example, yeah? Um, making sure that they are paying their fair bit in taxes, you know, they're, they're making sure I would imagine that they're going through everything in their business to try and make sure that they're e e like seen as good corporate citizens. And that, for me, that shows the sheer weight of the interest as well too, from an investment perspective, because obviously a lot of these companies do care about their share price. Yeah. And the value of, of the business. But for me, from an outside looking in, you can see that it's actually having, it's having um, effects even on the ground. Yeah. Yeah, correct. I think everyone wants to do good, you know, which means doing well uh, in the future. And um, it's, you know, it's not just about risk and return anymore. You know, it is, there's risk, return, real world impact. You hear this term purpose driven capital, um, all those type of areas. I think people are just, you know, wanting to make sure their capital is being put to good work and, 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 you know, not obviously uh, hurting anyone in the future. So, from the sounds of it also as well too, from say like an investment manager's perspective, there would be, like different levels of ESG. So is there like different approaches or different like levels or how does it go? Because how far do you go with this? Yeah. I mean, well, maybe I'll, before I, I guess talk about those levels, like what about, you know, what does it mean to invest sustainability? Yeah. 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 Okay, cool. Because I'm just, one thing that went to my head is like, there's so many different options. How many, how deep do you go in? But nah, let, yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. Let's start there. Yeah, so, so I think, because I mean, ultimately sustainability uh, will mean different things to different investors, mm -hmm. right? Um, and I think it's a central point about ESG is that, you know, there's so many umbrella terms, sustainable, responsible investing, mm -hmm. um, and, and there's essentially a, uh, a diverse spectrum of issues that are important to, you know, to people in, in, in different ways. And I guess, I guess across these, these issues, there's, um, you know, there's invested values and goals that, you know, might be more important, you know, when it comes to an investment decision as such. So for many people, sustainable investing relates specifically to investments that, you know, might consider mental outcomes only. So example, being before like carbon emissions, uh, you know, along investment outcomes. So that's a big part. I think the bit that growth and demand for ESG is probably, you know, might help them sort of get to that, that question that you're after. But, you know, I know you sort of look after younger clients or the millennials as such. And, you know, 
the parent, when you look at reports, there's more than $3.9 trillion of wealth that's going to be transferred over the next 20 years, right? Primarily from baby boomers to Gen X and Gen Y. Probably Gen Z, you know, yeah. that, that other one that you've yeah, been describing. Right. And, and that estimate is like apparently going up by about 7% a year. Yeah. You know, so I guess as these new generations, um, mm-hmm. I think I'm X is mm-hmm. to go, right? Mm-hmm. And you look for ways to manage their wealth. You know, ESG is becoming more and more important. Mm-hmm. And what, you know, probably just two things I've seen is that, you know, look, there's plenty of statistics out there, but the Responsible Investment Association of Australasia. Mm-hmm. Uh, released their values to riches report uh, a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago or a month ago mm-hmm. and they essentially said that like there's two-thirds of australians don't invest in ethical farm or do so in the next five months so you know it's, it's growing and i think the, the big one it was three out of four uh, australians would consider moving right there to another provider if they found out their fund was investing um, in companies engaged with uh, that were with activities that were inconsistent with their values. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's this large drive. Um, mm-hmm. you know, sustainability means something different to everyone else. And it's mm-hmm. just, it seems to be coming a core consideration really for everyone um, as they look to, and as you engage with them, John, to, you know, uh, reach retirement and. and yeah. And, and it's just, if, so, so moving on from that, because I think, I think this does lead on to that question that I had before in regards to how deep and it, does it go? It's like, when we think about ESG investing, it's like two things. It's like, am I, the way that I would explain it is like, am I hardcore at it? Like, is it like a non-negotiable? Yeah. Or am I, is it just like a, a nice to have? And that's, so that's one thing that comes to mind as like a potential yeah. investor. And then the second thing is then, from a, from a fund manager's perspective, well, even on their own, like you've got to kind of cater for all different types of investors. Is there different kind of levels of ESG yeah. that people can potentially choose? And it, maybe this is the even inside yeah. Vanguard or outside Vanguard, but like, is there different levels? Yeah. Yeah. You know, there is. So I think that's, that's a good point. There's so many different approaches to ESG investing in the marketplace. I guess you'd probably call it the ESG landscape. And, yeah. you know, I could probably run through, you know, we categorize them into five different areas mm-hmm. when we talk to clients at Vanguard, John. So, mm-hmm. you know, you've got something called advocacy and investment stewardship mm-hmm. um, as such. So, you know, you've got something called exclusionary portfolio screening mm-hmm. or negative screening, some people mm-hmm. might call it. You've got something called inclusionary screening or po- it gets also called positive screening, which I can mm-hmm. talk to. Mm-hmm. And then you've really got um, impact investing and then what they call ESG integration. So maybe if I just run through just briefly, mm. just those areas, and yeah. then that sort of help people sort of gauge, you know, if they're, um, if it's a non-negotiable or uh, like a, a nice to have, like you said. Mm-hmm. So when you think about say advocacy and investment stewardship as such, mm. you know, it's a key practice that all fund managers do, not just Vanguard. And it's not just on ESG funds. It's, it's essentially across all the holdings mm. that they have. Right. Um, and it involves, what they would call, I guess, giving a voice to investors in the fund by utilizing our share ownership. Mm-hmm. So we, that what it means is, you know, the more shares we own of a company, we can advocate for strong corporate governance. We can discuss ESG related issues. Mm-hmm. Um, but the primary activities of, I guess, someone that, you know, uses stewardship or investment stewardship is really engagement through meetings of the boards uh, um, and their leadership teams, proxy voting at, gen- at annual general meetings. And they use these activities when you think about stewardship really to ensure that companies disclose significant ESG risks, right? Because it's, um, there's always leaders and laggards, and, you know, in, in this space, um, that they develop strategies 
to uh, you know to reduce any risk and report on progress because I think that's important to see that you know mm-hmm. Vanguard being an index provider right mm-hmm. is always um, can't sell out of the index so we've mm-hmm. got to engage with them on a year-on-year basis mm-hmm. and see that there's some sort of progress mm-hmm. and what that's doing for us is that you know ESG risks are material risks for the long-term mm-hmm. shareholder value so that's probably for that's probably like for the nice to have mm-hmm. you know it's it's a very important piece it probably doesn't get um, as much airplay as some of the mm-hmm. others that you, you know um, that you'll probably hear about mm-hmm. exclusionary screening John like as, as the name suggests is you know involves basically excluding companies or sectors Mm-hmm. Right, out of all countries um, or securities mm-hmm. out of the broader mm-hmm. investment portfolio. Mm-hmm. So they're usually based on, I don't know, specific ESG criteria. So it mm-hmm. might be, you know, I don't want my fund to have tobacco, uh, yeah. weapons, yeah. Um, non-renewable energy, you know, uh, fossil fuels, whatever it might be. So it's very mm-hmm. simple, very transparent. So that one is a good, good one to have in terms of it's, it's simple, it's transparent, you know, it's easy to understand. You've got what they call inclusionary screening, which is where I guess a lot of people um, get attracted or interested mm-hmm. in terms of looking at, and that's you know proactive investment, right? So it feels like you're doing something. So yep. it's, it direct, it's trying to direct investment towards companies that have higher ESG ratings than say other companies, you know, relative to the industry peers maybe. And inclusionary investing like might involve targeting whole sectors that meet a certain ESG criteria. So it might be that you know you've got an Australian fund, you apply ESG ratings or inclusionary data, and you have you know, one bank that gets more weight or other banks that get removed, right? Because they're, they're not doing enough on the ESG space. Mm-hmm. And then really the other two, like impact investing, to be fair, is like, it's probably, it's, it's becoming bigger. But, you know, this strategy sort of centers on uh, targeting investments with what they call a dual objective. So supporting positive social or environmental outcomes while also generating a financial return, you know, usually trying to, to beat the market. Mm-hmm. So for example, it could be a green bond where the proceeds may be used to help a company make mm-hmm. um, its manufacturing process more energy efficient. Mm-hmm. Or it could be that, you know, it's, um, it could be in the equity space where they're funding something to do, I don't know, um, you know, some sort of new renewable energy grants or something like mm-hmm. that to, or some mm-hmm. sort of new technology to, to try and uh, reduce emissions for globally for the future. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. the last one, John, this is like, you know, they call it ESG integration. It's been part of, um, any manager's process in the active management space for years. Mm-hmm. I often joke though, right? Like it used to be that if you were an advisor, John, and you'd meet mm-hmm. with an active manager, the mm-hmm. ESG slide used to be slide 15, right? Today, when you meet with a manager, it's slide number two, mm-hmm. right? Like it is like literally, um, you know, bringing it to the front, how they make their investment decisions, you know, and essentially assess financial and material ESG information. So, and what, and what, do, you, what, do, you, what do you think that is? What, what do you reckon it's what do you reckon the stage which is a good thing yeah but yeah. why do you think it why do you think it's like that now yeah no it's probably a few things i mean my opinion would be um we've had fires floods famines covid mm-hmm. uh you know cop 26 mm. you know cop 25 there's mm. there's so much more um information out there now mm. um that I think people are just going, you know, maybe this is a thing and it is mm-hmm. changing. And, you know, and that's my opinion. And then the other part, like, you know, I think you've got kids as well. Like I've got a five-year-old and, mm. you know, you think about this more. Mm. Um, and, you know, she's not old enough yet to say it, but like, she'll probably say to me one day, your generation stuffed it up. You've got to fix mm. it, you know? And, um, you know, so yeah, I think there's more of us like that now too. And, and mm. you know, there's been cases where, you know, there's people taking their super funds to court, mm. 
mm. to say, you know, they're not doing enough. And it really mm. comes down to, you know, disclosure and, you know, mm. carbon's been admitted quite freely, right? And so mm. with no sort of externality on it where it's had a price. Mm. So I think people are just a bit more interested. Do you think that, the, and, and, and to add on to that, I think the corporate, the corporation has become um, more accountable. Um, and so it was once the person only that was accountable. Now it's the, yes. the corporate citizen, you know, uh, that we're talking yeah. about, which is, like I said, it, it is a great thing. You know, when you're talking about things where, you know, I don't know, you're, for example, trying to um, make sure that things are fair and equal and that, you know, we're not participating in things that, you know, go against human rights. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm saying that, that, you know, these are pretty important stuff. So um, great explanation on all of that. And obviously the different, different areas as well too. So it's obviously, you know, for the individual investor, it's, it's how strongly they feel about those certain things where really kind of those levels kind of come in. So taking that now a little bit aside and now moving towards like the Vanguard themselves. Yeah. Um, like what's their kind of stewardship approach like what's vanguard's stewardship approach no no definitely i'll definitely answer that i think i want just on the corporate citizen and the personal thing you know my five-year-old um i don't know how much they learn at school but they're always talking about recycling that so now i've literally got native bees in our yard i've got a worm farm in the backyard so i always laugh i've got two thousand bees a thousand worms and one dog you know um <laughs> as a pet but but um but you know definitely on the corporate side like i'm definitely trying to make sure that it's got you know, a more green base and it's actually a way of attracting talent right yeah. what you're doing you're damaging the world yeah. and, and when you think about stewardship and vanguard's approach to stewardship i think you know, you mentioned seven trillion dollars at the start. Like, you know, I think that's US dollars. I don't know what that is in Aussie dollars, yeah. um, but it, you know, it'd be insane. Probably like eleven or mm. something. But, but you know, Vanguard's a steward of more than thirty million investors worldwide. You know, so we we invest all our assets and have a responsibility to monitor all these risks that you know can essentially have a can impact long term value creation for the companies that we hold. Right. So, the responsibility is managed by an investment stewardship team. Um, the team's pretty large now. It's like 60 people or so. Mm. Uh, you know, and just as a side note, like two years ago, it was probably half that. Mm. So, you know, it, it's something that's growing in our space. Mm -hmm. um, and they sort of operate at this intersection of corporate governance, um, environmental risk and social risk as such. Mm. So, you know, they're the team that provide the voice for investors um, mm. in the boardrooms, at the annual general meetings, um, the companies that we invest in. And engagement really is, you know, is the most important aspect of their work. Mm. Mm. So, you know, have the greatest impact to be able to address all those um, environmental, social and governance matters mm -hmm. and, and really try and ensure companies, you know, are managing risks and, and protecting the shareholder value. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. maybe a snapshot would be in 2021, we just mm -hmm. released our stewardship report, mm -hmm. you know, um, they enhanced just with the sheer mm -hmm. numbers of being obviously growing the team, John, like, you know, mm -hmm. we had oh, 1,400 plus engagements with companies. Mm -hmm. You know, um, we, you know, I think we, we voted on proposals of like nearly 13,000 company proposals, you know, um, or maybe it was more than a company. Sorry, we voted on more than 13,000 companies. We voted mm -hmm. actually on 177,000 plus proposals. Yeah, wow. And, you know, you mentioned the 7 trillion. 
all those companies that we engage with, all those votes essentially at, uh, represented three and a half trillion of our assets. So wow. you know, it's, it's quite hard, obviously, for Vanguard to engage with everyone. So we try yeah. and make it as meaningful as possible mm. by engaging with the largest companies, mm. the leaders, the laggards, you know, where, mm. where the risks are highest. Mm. And that was across 29 different countries. Mm. You know, so if stewardship before was something that wasn't really spoken about, mm. you know, as much or wasn't quite, you know, as detailed in terms of the information you can get today but you know, whether it's vanguard or anyone else from it you should be able to get some sort of transparency on how these things work whether it be the report um or anything like that and we provide full details of all our voting you can hop on our website and see mm -hmm. how we voted we mm -hmm. provide annual and semi-annual reports mm -hmm. um, in terms of our stewardship and what we started doing over the last couple of years which I think is really useful is providing um, case studies and insights mm. to, you know, company engagements and the outcomes that we tried to seek on behalf of investors. It's pretty, pretty, uh, you're getting involved with a lot of companies there. Uh, we're talking about the amount of votes and stuff like that. And, and it goes to show the sheer weight of Vanguard. And that's why I asked about the stewardship because, you know, you guys have your own role to play and, and it's, 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 it seems to be that you guys are doing the right thing. Um, so I've got a couple of other questions. Um, that I just want to ask you. So there's a few um, ESG products that obviously Vanguard have, and, and I kind of don't want to get into the deep of them, yeah. but um, in regards to just, is there like a full suite? Is it cover equities? Does it cover, you know, bonds? Do you guys have, you know, multi-managers? Yeah. Is there a lot of options now when it comes to the ESG space? Yeah, it's growing all the time. So I think, um, Maybe just as a scene setter, like Vanguard's got more than two decades of experience managing ESG mm -hmm. um, strategies, and you know, and and we remain committed to offering strategies as long as there's enduring investment merit there. Mm -hmm. um, and our ESG approach right, is a natural extension of these um, values of Vanguard's core mission, which I don't know if you heard because you mentioned John Jack Bogle before, right? But like, yeah, there's one core mission which was you know to take a stand for all investors, treat them fairly and give them the best chance for investment success. So we have a range in Australia called the Ethically Conscious Range, mm -hmm. um, which you know is they're quite large now, some of these holdings or some of these mm -hmm. funds. Um, but these, these are what we would call exclusionary based funds, John. Mm -hmm. You know, they offer low cost, mm -hmm. broad market exposure, mm -hmm. um, where we exclude certain sectors, like I mentioned before, mm -hmm. such as weapons, non-renewable mm -hmm. energy, mm -hmm. vice products, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But they're across Australian equities, international equities, fixed income. Mm -hmm. um, Multi-manager, mm -hmm. not yet. Yeah, okay, let's, not yet. Maybe, maybe yeah, let's just see what happens. But um, yeah. you know, in, 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 in April 2022, um, there's currently <laughs> not. <laughs> we'll, we'll speak in a few weeks. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, maybe not a few weeks, but like, you know, speak soon and um, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. may change. But, but we're always looking, like, mm -hmm. kind of trying to understand where there's demand mm -hmm. and, and interest mm -hmm. in terms of helping advisors, you know, obviously um, provide solutions for clients and provide choice. So mm -hmm. nothing there today. We have a couple of active funds as well, John, that don't, aren't ESG labelled, um, but you know integrate ESG, like I said, you know, yeah. page two versus page fifteen deck, um, as would everyone else, and you know, and we'll we'll look to you know build upon that range, uh, you know, over the coming you know, years. When I first started, mate, there was none. Yeah, so to, to, see, <laughs> to see to see where it is today um, is, is pretty good. So you know, when we talk about now these new kinds of ethically conscious funds, and obviously in regards to um, ethical investing one of the things i do get asked is a question is oh yeah but they don't perform well yeah yeah or they they might not do as good as you know a normal index fund or whatever it's going to be now 
without getting too much into the numbers, is that a myth or how are they actually been going in comparison? Yeah, so maybe I'll start here. Like you can you can look up any bit of information to match what you believe, you know, when it comes to ESG investing online. So mm-hmm. what I'm saying by that is if you believe ESG produces alpha over the broad market, you can Google that and find it. If you believe that it detracts from performance, you can Google it and find it. Mm-hmm. Uh, about three years ago, Vanguard did its own research as well. It's US market, but you know, it, it'd probably be um, similar uh, globally where they looked at all the ESG funds in the US market, whether they were active or index, mm-hmm. looked at them if they were exclusionary or, or um, non-exclusionary products, mm-hmm. and then looked at their return and their risk, so the performance and risk of them. When they did that and then essentially took out style bias, mm-hmm. you know, sector bias and what we call factor biases, mm-hmm. so you know, value growth, et cetera, um, they found that, there was no relationship between ESG in terms of our performance or underperformance. There was no clear case. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you don't have to compromise returns mm-hmm. when investing in ESG if you've got a long enough time frame, mm-hmm. right? Um, as, as, as you would, would when you're obviously, you know, building a, a retirement plan for a client. And I do feel that over time, a lot of these funds anyway that are not labelled ESG are moving that way anyway. And... So, like, you've got to think about it from an individual investor's perspective or an advisor's perspective. You also are looking these days because it is in slide two, yeah, about, you know, <laughs> does, does it have, you know, tobacco or is it, you know, is, the, is it got a country that, you know, participates in human trafficking or, like, you know. Yeah. Um, so, it is pretty important. So, that's a great summary, um, Ian, about ESGs. Now, 2022 has been an interesting year to start with. What I want you to just maybe share with maybe some investors is if you had a 25-year-old, 30-year-old, 35-year-old, and you were going to share some tips with them or even general investors at all, what are maybe one or two tips that you'd give them about investing as a whole? You've got, you've got a wealth of experience, but what would it be? Saying I'm old, John. Um, so, no, I would... I'll probably a couple of things. You mean in terms of ESG or just investing? Well, mate, you can touch on a couple, yeah. just a couple, a yeah. couple of general things. Yeah. I mean, the old adage, we should have started yesterday. Like, important. Like, mm-hmm. You have, you know, you need to just start $500, 5,000 or mm-hmm. half a million. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to start. We talk about at Vanguard, like we have four investment principles, mm-hmm. right? Which is goals, balance, cost, and discipline. Mm-hmm. Our goal is like, you know, have something to save up or invest for, I should say, not save for, but invest mm-hmm. for. So whether it be mm-hmm. retirement, a holiday, mm-hmm. whatever else, or not sure, just start. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, balance is like, don't throw all your eggs in one basket. Like have a, you know, a portfolio that is, mm-hmm. you know, got a bit of insurance in it, mm-hmm. such as fixed income and bonds mm-hmm. and, you know, sort of aligns with the way that you like to take risk. So mm-hmm. it might be high growth, could be mm-hmm. balanced or it could mm-hmm. be conservative and mm-hmm. sort of stick to that. Mm-hmm. And then we talk about costs and, you know, mm-hmm. it would be a, a discussion in Vanguard without talking about fees, but, mm-hmm. you know, fees, make sure the fees are actually adding value and, mm-hmm. and not a drag on, on performance, you know, mm-hmm. and obviously, you know, Jack Bogle has done mm-hmm. a great job of um, mm-hmm. talking about, you know, keeping costs low and, mm-hmm. you know, in the US we're known as a low cost provider, you mm-hmm. know, and we offer index, active mm-hmm. end, ESG mm-hmm. funds um, mm-hmm. there as well as here now. Mm-hmm. And then the last one is discipline. Like, mm-hmm. You know, discipline might sound boring but it's the most important of the three 
of the four, sorry, mm -hmm. four, make sure I can count, um, <laughs> of the four, because if you can't remain disciplined when the markets go pear-shaped, like, you know, it doesn't matter if you've got the goal, the best portfolio and the lowest cost portfolio, you'll never reach there. And I, I just like using the line, like, just keep buying. Like if you're in accumulator mode, just keep buying, like whether it be weekly, monthly, you know, quarterly, whatever it is, make a plan, you know, whatever it is, like 500 bucks a quarter and just keep buying no matter what the market's doing. I say, I say to people, we can't control the market, but we can control ourselves. Yeah. And this Correct. is, yep. This, yep. this is, this is the big, this is the big one. Um, yep. And maybe a tip about ESGs, mate, for people that are either starting out in it or have no clue about it, like maybe just share some tips about ESG investing. Yeah. I mean, you know, you probably want to ask, maybe this is part of what you do in your role, but like mm. probably want to ask a couple of questions like, you know, what is, you know, what are some companies, you know, what, what's, what's, a, what's something that's really important to you, right? Mm. That you know, is going to make a difference. And that might be, um, sorry, it might be, you know, uh, carbon, it might be human rights, it could be something else. Um, and make a list and maybe put, you know, what, what's something that you don't like as well, you know? And it could be, obviously, we don't have as many of these as, as they do in the US. It could be guns, you know, or it could be something else. And then from there, like, the only thing I can say probably about ESG mm -hmm. and doing it is, you know, do a bit of research. Mm -hmm. um, remember any product you buy will be a best fit, not a perfect fit. Um, so it might not be that you can remove something altogether, but you can probably minimize it to an extent that, you know, um, you're having a lot less impact on, you know, where your capital is going than if you were just investing um, and not knowing. So it's probably mm -hmm. just doing a bit of due diligence and research, John. Yeah, awesome, man. Well, mate, it has been an absolute pleasure speaking to you today. And thank you very much for giving everyone your time in regards to ESGs and the world of investing with Vanguard as well, too. Um, and once again, everyone, um, obviously, we said it at the start, but this is everything we've gone through today is of a general nature. We haven't taken your personal circumstances into consideration. Um, if you need to know anything about that, please go seek professional financial advice where they can tailor these solutions or solutions in total to be fit to your needs. Once again, Ian, thank you very much. And to everyone uh, listening or watching, I will see you next time. Have a great one. Cheers. Thank you for listening to another episode of Cash Talk. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you want to learn more about me, jump onto my Instagram at, at thejohncasher and you'll find me there or at my website at www.johncasher.com.au. Thanks for listening. Cheers.